You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. And welcome to episode 110 of Three Geeky Ladies. I'm Elisa Pacelli, and with me is Vicki Stokes. Hello, Vicki. Hello, everyone. I'm sounding like Suze. She says that every time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, unfortunately, Suze was planning on being with us today. She is back home in the United States, but she is not feeling well at all. So if you want to send some good vibes her way so that she can feel better, you know, I'm sure she would appreciate that. So she does send, uh, send her, her love and hello to everybody. So before we get started, there's a couple things I want to mention. First, I do need to make a correction. Something I said in our previous episode is that you couldn't back up your iPad or your iPhone to iTunes with the new version of iTunes and iOS 11. And I was incorrect about that. You can still make a backup to your computer. But your apps won't transfer back to your device. You'd have to download them from iCloud. The reason why I had said what I said was because I had heard that from other podcasters and also read about it. We were all mistaken because many of those podcasters did go back on their next episodes and say, hey, wait a minute, I made a mistake. So where it originally came from, I'm not really sure. Yes, you can back up to iTunes, but no, your apps will not go back to your iDevices when you restore. You can no longer use iTunes for managing. Uh, I get there are little workarounds, but you can't do it directly through iTunes. I still recommend iMazing if that's what you want to do. And if you're happy doing your management through iCloud, then that's what Apple prefers you do now. The other thing I wanted to mention is we got a recent iTunes review that I want to um, thank. Thank you very much for giving us a review. But one of the things this person mentioned was, I have gotten used to the long breaks between episodes. Wanted to address that. The three of us have a lot of stuff going on in our personal lives that making it really difficult to find a time that all three of us are available to record. So what we decided to do is we are going to do our best to at least put out an episode once a month. We're going to try to do it more often if we can, but if we can't, we're really going to be shooting for once a month. We know it's been about six weeks since the previous episode. We're shooting for the once a month minimum. Hope everybody's okay with that, but we're trying. You know, there's like I said, there's a lot on our plates for all three of us. So we're really trying hard to find a time for all three of us to be together to, uh, to record. So that said, Vicky and I wanted to talk about iOS 11 and High Sierra. Now, Vicky, you were using iOS 11 in beta. Have you upgraded to the actual public version of iOS 11? Um, no, um, I think that's because the Gold Master won't be released until next month when iPhone X is out. Um, right now, uh, last week, um, they had the beta four, and then just Monday, I think it was beta five drop uh, for um, beta testers like me, and uh, it's basically bug fixes. It's all that that, that it was, nothing new. 
um, beyond that. Um, and you know, when you, oh, you know, of course, I'm just using the iOS on 11 on my iPhone because I don't have an iPad. So all those cool features that are there are, aren't, you know, made, you know, most of the features are for the iPad, not the iPhone. But uh, yeah, um, nothing's, nothing's changing. You know, I really am going to have a difficult time um, telling you what I like and dislike because I've been a beta tester for so long that I don't remember what the previous right. version was like. So you're going to have to sort of push me to, to Right, because even if you stuff. don't like it, you just get so used to I'm it. I'm so used to it, yeah. yeah. It just doesn't, uh, you know, like. not very much I can say. It's going to change that. Well, I can tell you what I don't like. Yeah. Because I lo- I don't like more than I like, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm opening up my phone now. I don't like the way the calculator app wor- looks. I don't like the roundness of the keys. Oh. It just looks very, I don't know. I'm not sure what the right word is. Fake or cartoony? I don't know. <laughs> and I, I did you hear about the calculator bug? No, I didn't. If you do one plus two plus three? It comes out, it does not come out six. Well, the problem, and I noticed this before, but I think what the problem is, if, okay, so right now I'm hitting one plus, and then the plus sign turns white. So mm-hmm. now I can hear plus two, but now it's not turning white again. So if I hit the plus sign, it's it's just not working. Like a lot of times if I'm ah. doing... Um, it works say, fine on my beta version. So maybe if I like do one of those yeah, if you do like 10 plus 10, sometimes when you're hitting the second one for the 10, it goes 101. It's not registering the plus, and you have to wait. And I'm used to just going, you know, number plus, number plus, number plus, number, because I use it, you know, for balancing my checkbook or something. I'm always opening up the calculator to do that or to add up a bunch of numbers. It's not working as well as it did before. I think they fixed it because I'm not having any of those problems. On, I hope so. Uh, my my beta version. Oh, and I'm, I'm at eleven one. Yeah, I'm still on eleven o three. The other thing I noticed that I do not care. For, well, actually, it's a double thing. If you have the badge that says you have app updates, I like how now it brings you directly to the updates. It used to be it brought you to the store, and then you had to click the button for the app updates. Mm-hmm. And now it brings you directly to. Uh, those apps and the one thing okay what is going on I'm trying to open up okay here we go just took a while for the apps to open the thing I do not like and I think this is just a matter of personal preference some people are going to love it some people are not going to love it again personal preference the updates are now in columns on the iPad it used to be if you had say 10 updates it would just be one, two, three, four, five, right in a row. Now it's two columns. I don't really care for that. Also, whether you're using iPhone or iPad, it doesn't tell you the size of the update. Before, it would tell you this one's a you know a hundred megabytes, this one's five megabytes, so that maybe you were about to run out the door, you could do a you know just an individual one, or you could say, well, I really don't want to do this one yet. I'm going to wait a day or two before I do it because it's you know five hundred megabytes. I don't want to do that one yet. So in order to to check it, you have to click on the name of the app, wait for it to open, and then scroll down to see what size the update is. Mm-hmm. And 
I, I don't like that. Again, personal preference. Uh, one thing that is kind of cool, though, on the iPad is if it has a lot of description of what the update is, if you click the More button, a little window opens up and tells you what the mm-hmm. update is. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. So it's kind of like a I like it, don't like it kind of a thing. Well, what, one thing that I did, I do remember that I uh, started experiencing, is the battery life is awful. It's awful. Yeah. Yes, it is. It's just, just I don't know. Uh, I think they maybe they did it because they want people to update the uh, iPhone eight. <laughs> I don't know, but it is, it's like. All those problems you guys always reported about about uh, battery life, uh, I'm experiencing it now. Yeah, um, it's it's really bad. Um, I can just be using an app, say something, you know, uh, Facebook or something like that. I have no notifications on. I'm just browsing through Facebook, and I'm at say ninety percent. I browse for maybe twenty minutes. I'm now at seventy. And all it's on is browse. I have to happen. I know that it's going out and back in and, 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 and everything, but I'm just looking at stuff that's on this page. And, and I never had that problem before because 90% of the time when I'm using my iPhone, I'm looking at Facebook or I might be playing a game. Um, and then uh, I turned off its uh, connection to that game app that they have on the uh, iPhone. Right. Uh, because that, I guess, it's just no, and I don't have any notifications or anything. So I'm just really just playing the game. It's just it's not going out for anything at all. Even if I turn off Wi-Fi, my battery life goes there. You know, Wi-Fi does a lot, but gosh, this is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I I don't like that. You know, they're gonna have to fix that, or I might have to consider some other alternative to I to, to Apple because I I. <laughs> I don't want to be need my phone and I can't use it. You know, um, every night I have to charge my phone. In the past, that wasn't an issue. I could go uh, to the next day. You know, um, midday, then I may have to charge the phone. No, oh, I've but, never had that. But I I spend yeah. a lot of time in overcast, and overcast does seem to eat it eats a lot of battery, especially because I'm listening to things at 1.5 speed. Mm-hmm. So the fact that it's doing 1.5 speed puts more on the battery. But email and Facebook shouldn't go off the battery. No, no, I agree with you. And I find it I find it on my iPad. In fact, I was on the phone with Apple yesterday mm-hmm. asking them to check my battery. They were doing diagnostic to see because my iPad is, I just had it for like just a little over two years. I got it for my birthday mm-hmm. two years ago, which my birthday was a couple weeks ago. And so this is only a two-year-old iPad Air 2, and I have to charge it twice a day. Wow. Because, yeah, because, and granted, I am watching uh, a downcast, but even this morning, it went from 90 to 70 watching a 45-minute video, which to me seems like an awful big drop. So I checked with them and said, how's the battery? Now, we kind of disagree they said the battery's great iMazing said it's average not bad but i wanted apple to check it to see is it an issue of okay i use my ipad a lot therefore my battery's going just because i've charged it so many times or is there something actually physically wrong with the battery like is it swelling or is there something physically wrong they said your battery's fine so it just turns out that i'm using it a lot but it just seems like it's 
depleting even quicker than it normally would. And I've only been using iOS 11 for about two weeks now. I waited until I came home from my vacation the first week in October because I needed everything to be working. So as soon as I got home, then I did all the updates. But I agree with you, Vicki. Yep. Now, the one thing um, that drove me nuts when this first happened is the brightness on the phone would always be down. I would charge it. And then the morning when I got up, it would only be maybe halfway, a little more than halfway in brightness. And I need, I always have my screens as bright as they will go just because, just the way my eyes work. I need very, very bright. And I didn't have night shift on. So every day I had to go into brightness and scroll it all the way back up again. And then I found an article on iMore that explained it. So if you're having the same problem, what you need to do is go into settings, general, accessibility, then you scroll down to display accommodations. Auto brightness was switched on. They did that on their own. I turned it off and we're good to go. Now the brightness doesn't change unless I do it. So you need to go into your settings and check certain things, but this one's really buried. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, one, oh, one other thing is that, of course, these, some of these apps aren't updated. So I would have situations where the app would just suddenly stop working, you know, and just, you know, go back to the main screen. It's like it, it um, quit suddenly. Uh, but I am finding that you generally just go back into the app and it just works just fine. It's just periodically that those things will happen. Uh, it's happening less and less, but uh, um, there are still some apps that, especially the games, the few games that I played, they were doing that. Um, and I noticed that they haven't been updated at all for the version of oh, iOS. So. Yeah, I'm still getting a lot of app updates, like a significant mm-hmm. number. Like I will mm-hmm. get up in the morning and I'll see 17 iPad apps being updated. Mm-hmm. So there's yeah. still a significant amount. So there's, you know, at least the developers are still working. On it. There's, there's working a lot on of apps mm-hmm. that I lost yeah. from going from 10 to 11. Mm-hmm. And a couple of them I completely deleted from my phone, and a couple of them I kept on, and I just put in their own folder, like, call, I think I called it not updated, just mm-hmm. on the very off chance that the developers go, hey, what the heck, maybe I will. Or maybe if they put out a new version that's paid for, it will at least trigger something so that I'll know the app is available, and then I can just repurchase it. Um, I have a feeling that's not going to happen, because I, you know, you got to figure if it was going to happen, it would have happened already. But they're not taking up that much room, so I figure, what the heck, I can just put those on the very back screen in their own little folder. And I'm sure eventually at one point I'm just going to go, you know, you didn't do it by now, you're not going to do it, and then just delete them. Because I still have them on my fo- on my computer. So if they ever decide to update, at least I'll know. Now, the notes, having the pinned notes is cool. I don't know if you've, if you've looked at that yet. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Pinned notes? Pinned notes, yep. You can take a note oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and pin yeah. it so that when you open everything up, it's at the very top. Very top. So if it's a yeah. note, yeah, so if it's a note you wrote three months ago and you need to have mm-hmm. access to it all the time or for a particular situation, yeah. you can just pin it to the top and you don't have to go scroll, scroll, scroll to find it. Yeah, I have recipes that, you know, I, I um, use or plan on using and I put it in my notes and I pin it to the top so that when I go to the grocery store, there it is, all the ingredients and stuff that I need. I, I, I do it on my Mac, and then it transfers over to the iPhone. So 
I don't do a lot of notes on the, on my iOS device. I do a lot of those on the Mac and you know. You know I'm I'm curious how well does iCloud do transferring your notes from your Mac to your phone? Well, um, I know that when I'm at home and I do it, I need to make sure that my Mac and iPhone are on the same Wi-Fi. I have two separate Wi-Fis. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, it won't show up. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I leave and go to, and I'm on cellular, there's certain stores where my cellular doesn't work well at all. Um, I can't even get phone calls at my local Safeway. Uh, so I make sure that it's synced, you know, and that, that that's, that's the only issue I've ever had is that I'm on my Vicky's network or I'm directly on to the um, uh, AT&T's router uh, SSID um, uh, for Wi-Fi and they don't sync like that. You have to be on the same Wi-Fi for them to sync. Uh, and now my game plan is that I'm not going to ever use the AT&T gateway SSID uh, because um, it, it, I, I, I saved that for the um, backups and all other stuff that, that, that I uh, have access that I separate those networks. Diggy's networks is for my uh, phones and my uh, laptop. Uh, the other network is for everything else, streaming video and all this stuff. So, um, and that, that makes life easier when people are uh, in the house streaming video and I'm trying to do my work. But uh, actually, naturality, um, I'm wrong. I'm, I'm mixing the apples and oranges. The reason why I'm I, I doing this network is because when I'm directly, when I'm, my laptop is directly connected to a, um, a router in my office, because I don't want to deal with Wi-Fi when I'm in school, when I do my online classes. Um, and that connects to Dickie's network because that's what's handling that Wi-Fi connection. So I have to have my iPhone on that network um, if I want to sync both. And um, also, it also prevents the, you know, the data streaming and stuff that people are doing in the house from my work. So that's the reason why I'm, I'm, I'm doing that. But it, it's very. Um, you just got to be careful that you're all on the same Wi-Fi or, or your computer uh, and stuff won't sync up. But that makes sense, you know. Uh, I'm sure everybody out there knows that you have to be on the same Wi-Fi. It's just right. But when you're troubleshooting it, you know, think about those simple things. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I went yeah. through a problem of not being able to get them to my class because I was using the phone to listen to the class. And the uh, class is actually on my computer. And I couldn't hear any of the audio, and I'm thinking, I'm thinking, what's going on? And they're like, oh, my goodness, I'm not on the same Wi-Fi. And um, that's the reason why. I wasn't on the same network as um, uh, managing the Wi-Fi and, uh, and that router. Is. So. I find quite often that iCloud does not sync my notes and my contacts. And what I have to do is if it's a note that I know I'm going to need when I'm out and about, like maybe it's, a, you know, like you said, I don't do it for grocery shopping. I know you said you do, but like sometimes if we're doing a project and I need to go out and buy, you know, 10 different things at Home Depot, I'll just make a note in the phone and do it that way. I, what I do is I will put, move the note from iCloud to on my phone. So that way, no matter what, I've got the note. It's right there. 
So especially when I'm traveling and I know I need to have like a copy of my uh, airline confirmation numbers, things like that, those that got moved to my phone. So they are physically on my phone. So I don't have to worry about, well, I don't have internet or uh, iCloud's not working. It's on the phone. And then if it's something that I want to keep for the future, once I'm done with it, then I move it back to iCloud. So I still have it, but I don't have to have it accessible to me. And I find with uh, contacts especially, I, in fact, I did it yesterday. I added some uh, a friend's address into my contacts on my Mac, check my phone, check my iPad, nothing. But it was on iCloud. So what I have to do is I have to sign into iCloud on my browser, open up the contact. Once I do that, then it populates to my iDevices. You know, I don't know if other people have had that issue, but for mm. me, I have never gotten iCloud to work perfectly with contacts. Now, if I put something on my phone, it populates to my iPad and vice versa, but not my Mac. Well, Again, um, I have to go to iCloud, and once I open iCloud, everything comes together. Notes, most of the time. Again, I have to go up to iCloud, and once that is open, then the notes populate the way they're supposed to. I have um, iCloud Drive, and I only have certain things on there, which is convenient for me if I'm not at home. I can have access to documents and all kinds of stuff on my uh, iOS device. Um, but I forgot that I had documents out there uh, on, on the drive. Because, um, I can't access documents at all now from just the, I, uh, from just the Mac itself. Um, you know, like you go to the Mac hard drive, it's not there because it's out there. It's literally on the iCloud drive. So you do have to be logged. I always have some issues with my Apple ID. So I wasn't logged into iCloud. Uh, and I couldn't find my documents and I was freaking out. And um, I, I said, well, uh, the whole documents folder is gone. Uh, and then I uh, accidentally clicked on iCloud Drive and went, oh yeah, that's right, I put everything out there. But I did not realize, what well, isn't done on me that the entire documents, uh, it's not on my computer at all. So now oh. I'm, I'm backing it up onto um, Dropbox and onto my network storage drive so that I have access to it. If something goes wrong, um, I have access. Uh, but I, I haven't gotten around to it, but I'm trying, I'm trying to investigate how I, it can be on both um, because I, I, I got really freaked out that all my work uh, from school is out there in the cloud, not on the computer. Yeah, I don't blame you. I, I said no to that. Like, nope. Yeah, yeah but I... I but what's so convenient about it is that I went to LA and I um, left my laptop because I thought, oh, I don't need the laptop. And then um, I um, found out that I had something I needed to turn in that I didn't turn into school. And I had access on the iDrive to that document so that I could send it. Otherwise, I would have been in a situation where I wouldn't be able. But it didn't get that would have. Uh, I could have used Dropbox for that too, but mm-hmm. uh, it was right there on the on the phone, and I could actually see it and email it to the person, and and, and there was no big issue. Um, but I, I I think that if I had an iPad, and this is this is now moving toward possibly getting one now, mm-hmm. <laughs> is that um, 
that makes sense. You got it on your your laptop and you got it on that device too. But like I said before, I want this to, I want it to be a physical thing on my computer, you know, because if I don't have access to iCloud or, or what happens if your iCloud, you decide you don't want iCloud anymore and all your data is gone. (laughs) I guess well, you'd have, to, you'd have to re-download it. But the thing yeah. is, what happens if there's a storm and it knocks out power and you now are, you can't get access to it because you don't have Wi-Fi? Yeah, that doesn't truly happen in California, but I imagine... What if? Yeah, yeah, what if? <laughs> yeah, you know, or what if Bob, someone hits a or telephone AT&T, pole in your neighborhood? Yeah, AT&T goes out like it always does. <laughs> yeah, you know, then, then you got a problem. That's why I yeah. prefer, because like you... I have it on my computer, but I'm backing it up to Time ca- Time Machine. I'm yeah. backing it up to Super Duper. I'm backing it up to Backblaze. So no, if I lose it in on one, everything. yeah, 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 you lose it in one place, you've got it in the other. But the nice thing for you, if you do decide to get the iPad and you're going to use it to do work, you've got now the drag and drop, and which it's nice. It's not that big of a deal for me because I use my iPad. consumption. I don't do work on it. In fact, what I did is I was watching Don McAllister's screencast online Mm -hmm. and I went back and I was watching his iOS 11 tutorials and he was showing drag and drop. So he would say, well, I've got this Safari window open and this mail client open and, and I would, he, I would watch it and then I would hit pause and then I would do what he did. Mm -hmm. And then I would go back and then he would do a little bit more and I'd pause and I'd go back and do what he would just to get a feel for how it works it's not the smoothest thing in the world. Uh, for me, it's because I don't do work on it, I don't see myself using it. And because I don't use it, I forget it's even there. But for some people, it's probably a game changer. Yeah. I, I just didn't want to carry this big laptop with me for a weekend trip. So that's made me stop thinking, oh, maybe I do need an iPad. You know, but I had to find other things because I do not watch movies on my computer, and I definitely wouldn't watch a movie on the iPad. I never did that. Uh, I've had too many TVs. I've had too many TVs in my house. You know? Oh, I do all, all the time. <laughs> One of the other things that is—it's kind of to me—it's kind of like a double-edged sword. Is as you know, I've got the, the the watch, the Apple Watch, but I'm still still rocking Series Zero. But I did upgrade to. Watch 4, iOS 4, or uh, Watch OS 4, I should say, for my watch. And one of the things that it does now is if I'm listening to a podcast on my phone through Overcast, the Overcast app pops up on my wrist so that I can control it. That's a good thing, because if I'm at the gym it's a pain to have to pull my phone out. I have it like in a little you know, armband, but I never, I just kind of carry it with me and put it down. I never wear it on my arm anymore, but I keep it in the armband just to keep it protected because there's so many people at the gym. So rather than have to pull the phone out and fast forward through an ad or something like that, I can just tap on my watch. Here's the double-edged sword. It has a 30-second fast forward. Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. I've pushed hard, I've tapped, I've gone tap, 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 nothing. It's still the person still continuing to talk without moving forward. And then other times it just zoom. I've just fast forwarded two minutes. Okay, I don't do that a whole lot. The thing that gets me is I'm done at the gym or I'm 
done listening to whatever I'm listening to, walking around the house. I hit pause on the episode that I'm listening to, and I quit the app. It's not even open anymore. It's gone. Look in the dock, not even there. It's still on my watch. It still shows up on my watch. If I look down five minutes later, I want to look down to see what time it is, I see Overcast with the name of the episode I was just listening to. It doesn't go away until I until I press the crown to make the so face. So is that the latest version of IRA? The late, yeah, that didn't start until Watch, uh, watch um, 4. Oh, so, so Watch 4 is the latest um Correct. I'm still, you know, I'm still have the series zero. Yeah, but, it's just, it's not the end yeah, of the I world. Curious, you know, all you gotta do is you just have the original one. Um, if it's yes, something with the like it never did that before. It never did that before. If I was listening prior to Watch OS four, if I was at the gym or whatever, listening to a podcast on Overcast on my phone, the Overcast app never showed up on my watch unless I went in to open it. Now it just, and it does the same thing in my car. If I'm listening through Bluetooth in my car to a podcast and I get home and I, usually I put it back to radio, to to XM radio before I get out of the car. The phone is in my bag, it was in my pocketbook. I come into the house, I take my phone out, I make sure overcast is closed and I look down on my watch and there it is on my watch. And not not the end of the world. All I have to do is just push on the crown to get rid of it. But it's just annoying. Like, if I'm not listening to you anymore, go away. Yeah. My sister's hitting about buying a watch. Mm-hmm. I think she wants to buy me a watch. <laughs> um, okay. And, and I, I don't know why she doesn't like to adopt stuff about somebody else around that has it. She's willing to pay for it, so I'll take it. But one of the things I was thinking about, if I got one that would be very convenient, is that I tend to walk off and leave my phone some places and my notices and my appointments and everything. The fact that I got that watch on my arm means that I won't miss any of these notifications anymore, uh, the important notices about you know, uh, appointments I have and everything. So that's one of the convenient, uh, good things about having one. Also, the exercise thing, that I, my, I have a friend that has one that she says that it's improved in terms of the reliability and you know her steps are, and data that she was getting before, she thought that it was sort of off, you know, uh, sometimes it'll be much higher than she ever could imagine that she ever did. Yes. And sometimes it'll be very I low. Agree. And she said, now it's more consistent than it was before. She said, she don't think it's all extremely, it's not as accurate as it could be, but it's, it's as close as she thinks that, it, that, that it's close and it's good enough for her in terms of what she's using it for. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. The other thing I also noticed is with the watch is it used to be before OS 4, if I had my phone upstairs and I went downstairs, it, the watch was too far away from the phone and you would see like this little red, what looked like a phone on your watch to show that you were not within Bluetooth range. Mm-hmm. So you weren't going to get any notifications or anything like that. Now the distance is much, much greater. Okay. For for example, not to be crude, but I was out to dinner with family and we were in the back of the restaurant and I needed to go into the restroom, which was in the front of the restaurant. And I wasn't thinking about it. I had my watch on, my phone was in my pocketbook and 
while I was in the restroom, I felt a notification on my wrist. And then I went, wait a minute, my phone is a good distance away. Mm-hmm. And I looked down and I, th- I think it was a text. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's, that's interesting. Yeah, through, through that walls this, and a bunch of other stuff. That yeah, that I was this thing. far yeah. away yeah. from yeah. my phone. I still got the notification. And I didn't have that little symbol. Mm-hmm. So I'm finding that the distance that you can go between your phone and your watch is much greater than it used to be. Yeah. Yeah. Which is nice because normally it's like, oh, if I want to make sure I get that notification, I better bring the phone with me if I'm just running downstairs for, you know, for five minutes to get myself a cup of coffee. Yeah. I, like I, I noticed the Bluetooth on my iPhone, on my uh, MacBook Pro the other day because I, I got this uh, wireless uh, mouse and I was upstairs and I didn't realize that the, it was still connected to this the mouse and um my suit i had some apples on my desk and my sister's dog got up there and started moving the mouse trying to get to the apples and the mouse was moving around on my computer just i was like what the heck (laughs) (laughs) and then um i went downstairs and then i noticed that the apples had been chewed on and i realized that's what happened Yeah. Yeah. So it's a pretty good signal. We were going through walls and things like that. But that that's good news to me because then that says that I may not need cellular. You know. Well, it depends. If you plan on maybe taking your dog for a walk in the neighborhood, you will. I mean, you can only go so far. I mean, I don't think you're going to be able to walk a mile away. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know if I want to make phone calls on that day. You know, I I I don't think I, I I. don't see the purpose of that. I mean, I don't want to walk around this thing to my ear like I'm some kind of um, Maxwell Smart or something. <laughs> it looks so, so geeky. Well, I think it's also for people who want to stream Apple Music while they're like while they're walking their dogs or they're running or you know taking a walk outside. Personally, what? it's not worth ten dollars a month to me. I would rather just have the phone in my pocket and yeah, because there's a data, uh, lots of data there. But how how good is the battery on yours? Because you have the original. Yes, it's terrible. Okay, yeah, it's terrible. I had a problem on the cruise when I was on the cruise the first week in October. One of the things I'm like, okay, this is going to be great. I want to see how many steps because I mean, ships are. I mean, we we were on one of the biggest ships in Royal Caribbean. We were on a lower of the seas which, if you're familiar, is a massive ship. And it holds over 6,000 people plus the crew. And you're just walking, 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 thinking, yay, I'm going to be getting a lot of steps in. So we left on Sunday. And the battery actually did really well. I was probably down to about 15% by the time I went to bed. But I was also up for 19 hours. Mm-hmm. So that that did well. By Monday, I'm noticing I barely got about 12 hours out. Now, keep in mind, I have it in airplane mode. No Wi-Fi. I'm getting no notifications. This was strictly for telling the time and counting my steps. That was it. And the battery was just eaten away because my phone is in airplane mode. I didn't buy a package for uh, cellular data. By Tuesday morning, after wearing it for two hours, I was at 53%. I could literally look at it and just watch the battery drop. And I'm saying to my husband, what the heck is going on here? I ended up having to take it off, turn it off. And just put it away until I got home. Hmm. And when I called Apple after I got home, they said, well, try updating it and see what happens. Well, I couldn't update it until I updated my phone to 11. Mm -hmm. So once I updated my phone, then I could update my watch. And then it seemed to be a little bit better. Mm -hmm. But as of right now, 
as we're recording this, uh, I've been awake for seven hours and I'm at 62%. Wow. Now, I, I did go to the gym this morning, but that was for about 40 minutes. And I haven't really gotten any notifications today. I think that, that in their, their zeal to improve that gyro stuff so that, that monitors your movements and things, that it's doing a lot more things um, that drains the battery. So it, the accuracy requires it to do a lot of contact and it's in the data. Maybe that's what's going on. I'm just speculating because I have no idea. <laughs> um, I know that the major thing is that the uh, uh, monitoring of steps and and your uh, activity uh, is a, a problem. It's not with accuracy. And I don't know. I hope, I hope that it doesn't carry over to the newer watch because that really would defeat the purpose of getting one. I might have to tell my sister, let's wait. I know she wants one. She should get one on her own. I think the newer runs are going to be a little bit better. And it does seem that the accuracy is a little bit better because I've, as I've complained before, as I'm knitting, I'm getting, you know, all these steps and I'm getting my standing credit for it. And not so much now. I mean, sometimes yes, but not as consistently, not as consistently as I was in the past. So maybe they've gotten, you know, I've, I've talked to different Apple reps and some have acted like, no, never heard of that before. And others will go, yeah, I've heard that before. Wow. So it really depends on who you're, who you're talking to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one other thing, and you haven't experienced this, Vicki, because you don't have the iPad, but again, personal preference, but this just annoys the crap out of me. When you uh, want to force quit the apps, you know how you double clip and now the apps come up. And then you just swipe up to remove mm-hmm. them. Well, what happens is when you swipe up to remove them, they all change places. I'm not really sure if you haven't seen it, Vicki. I'm not sure how else to explain it. So right now, I'm looking at my iPad in portrait mode. And I've got four apps that are open. And on the right-hand side are the, is the control center. So I'm swiping up on the bottom right. And I'm getting rid of that one, and then what was on the top left is now in the bottom right, and a new one came in for me to get rid of. It's like they're all changing places. It's just, oh, it's just the most annoying thing. Uh, I'm not getting it. So you have this list of apps that you want to swipe and get rid of, and when you you get rid of one of them, what happens? Then whatever you can't see comes in, but instead of going in the place they all change places. Oh, I'm not seeing that. It's like they're all, they're not on the phone. On the phone, you uh-huh. just go swipe, swipe, yeah. swipe, swipe, yeah, swipe, okay. swipe. This one, it's like they're all dancing. They're all changing places. Uh, it's just. That doesn't make sense. At the, at the end of the day, who cares? Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. But the first time I saw that, I'm like, what the hell is this? Yeah. <laughs> you know, just, yeah. I don't know. It's just, I don't know. To me, it just looks so stupid. But again, personal opinion. Some people might think it's really cool to each their own. <laughs> I don't see how that's cool at all. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, there's no purpose for that. You know, a, yeah. No, it's just it's just how you're swiping to close out your apps if you don't want to keep them open. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I just found it annoying. Yeah, because if, yeah. if, if, if suppose there's a particular one, you want to you give it to this one and then the next one, and it's gone. It's, it's in somewhere shuffled in a mix. You know, that, that can be yeah, very irritating. <laughs> Yeah, it was annoying. So, Hi Sierra. We'll touch on that for just a moment. 
Are you loving it, hating it, don't care? I'm so used to it. The only thing is that I've stopped using Safari uh, because my class doesn't work well on that on Safari. Adobe Connect doesn't work well on, on Safari. Um, and then uh, I got all these notices from school like, oh, don't update to iOS 11. I said, I had updated long before they were aware of it. So I wasn't having any problems other than right now there is issues with Safari and, and it continues to be from, uh, so that hasn't changed. And you do know about the reader thing where the reader mode where it pops up uh, sites, so the text to pop up so you don't see all these ads and other stuff. Well, the issue that I have with it is that in the past, in some sites you can click to the, because it'll pop up and then there's this gray stuff on the side where you see nothing. It's like the paper is popping up in front of you and all you see is the text. Or you used to be able to click on the side and then it'll go back to the regular mode. Now, it doesn't work with all sites. You have to actually go to the uh, to Safari and then select settings for this website. And sometimes you can click deselect uh, use reader when available and it'll stop uh, doing a pop-up uh, reader. And on some sites it doesn't work at all. So you're stuck with, okay, I, I don't want to see it in this mode, I want to see the regular mode because maybe there's something on the side that you actually want to look at. Um, that's rarely a case for me, but um, sometimes um, when you're looking at uh, articles, there's links on the side for additional information that you don't have access to all of a sudden. Um, and that's inconvenient. So I'm to the point now I don't use Safari anymore because I don't want to have to jump back and forth between different browsers. Uh, I'm, I'm a streamlined person. I don't want any extra steps, anything that I, I do. So Safari is out. I don't use it anymore um, until they can be consistent with this thing. I want to be able to turn it off so it don't ever work at all. And maybe there's a way to do it. I really haven't looked to see if there's anything in now and uh, preferences yet to do it. My solution is just not to use it right now until I can figure you know, because right now things are working fine using Google Chrome. Um, yeah, I've been using Chrome. I don't use Safari. Mostly because if I want to go on Amazon and listen to a sample of music, I can't. Yeah. But I can do it on Chrome, but I can't on Safari. There's a lot of other stuff that you can do. You can download video clips that are in the browser easily through Chrome. You have these steps in Safari. Um, and there's just some, lots of different extensions that you can add to Google that is just really cool um, uh, that aren't available at all. A lot of shortcuts people have given me to to do research, they all involve adding things that they found in Google that doesn't exist in Safari. Um, and it's just, I just don't want to have to deal with it. Even Firefox has some things, some uses that um, I have a couple of websites there and there. Um, uh, you can actually edit your paper and do all kinds of citations and create your outlines and stuff. And it works seamlessly on Firefox and not that well on on Google Chrome and doesn't work at all on Safari. So it, it's all of the, the, the browsers have their positives and negatives. But as far as that right. reader thing, which I thought was pretty cool, it's not cool anymore. I like to be able to see what I want to see when I and 
disable it and it's not consistent, which is so unlike Apple. Apple is very consistent. You know, the interfaces all work the same. So they're going to have to fix this. And I have the opinion, maybe they should have waited. Not release this new iOS. Push that iPhone X out, out. Because this kind of thing, that's the reason why they so slowly add stuff and take things away. Because they have a vision about what they want to do um, down the line. Well, this is the one of the things they could have left out until they got all of the other apps to fall in line and behave a certain way so that it's consistent. You know, uh, I go to a browser and it does what it's supposed to do. Um, otherwise, you know, it, it, it becomes sort of, in my opinion, that's buggy. You know, it should work the same with every site, not well. I don't know. That's just, that's just my humble opinion. I, that's sort of the reason why we use Android. But Apple keeps moving in that direction with the battery sh- issues and the, um, this browser thing being inconsistent. I don't know. I may have to start considering other other um, platforms to, to work with. Uh, unfortunately, once you're into Apple's ecosystem, you sort of you know you you draw you just can't release yourself because you you. You're just so intimately involved in this, but I don't know. But also at its worst, it's still so much better than everything else. Yeah, I don't have the issues with my phone. Just, you know, every app on my phone stopping. And, 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 that, that's, and I'm telling you, that's my limited experience when I used to work uh, with apps. We developed apps for these different devices. And the problem we had was that Android was all over the place and you did not know which version of Android was. So you'd be trying to update every 50, every different version of this thing that's out there. And the, the client could be using something, some older version or something that's really new that we they haven't developed the app, we haven't developed the app for, or be able to fix the idiosyncrasies of it. So it's, that's the reason why Apple owns everything. They own the hardware, their software. We said this before. Uh, so they can control this. And you can't in Android um, in that manner. And, and I think that's the reason why people like it is because it is some, um, they do have some openness. I mean, it's completely open. You can do whatever you want to do. Yeah, and you get whatever kind of response that the person is developing it besides. Uh, it's no unified interface. And um, I think people eventually, well, I got tired of it. Um, don't know if it, that's so, uh, our audience feels the same, but that's my humble opinion. And it's not, uh, <laughs> you can take it or leave it. And um, I'm not uh, saying I'm the expert on it, I'm just talking from my experience. Um, All right. So I just want to clarify that so nobody writes us and says, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm talking from my experience. <laughs> Yeah, I have no opinion of High Sierra because I have not installed it yet. And I don't know if I'm going to anytime in the near future because I've heard that it does not work well with Audio Hijack yet. At least last I heard, maybe that's changed, but and that's what I use to record. And to be honest, I haven't really researched to see if it works better. And the other thing is Super Duper is what I use for my uh, cloning software, and they are still in beta with High Sierra. So I don't want to mess around with any of that until everything works. Mm. Once that happens, then I will upgrade. Uh, one thing I am going to be doing this week is buying a new 
external hard drive for the new filing system with the time machine. Because I have a hard drive that I use for high machine, time machine, but I'm going to leave that alone. I'm at the point now where it's starting to kick out the older ones, but I don't need it back up from 2014. So I'm you know totally fine with that, but there's really basically no more space left on this hard drive. So I'm going to buy a brand new one for the new operating system, for the new filing system, start from scratch, the brand new time machine backup when I back up, or I'm sorry, when I update, which I don't know when it will be. And I'm not actually in any hurry because I don't think there's anything on High Sierra that I'm thinking, ooh, got to have it. Yeah. Yeah, that's not nice. and. Yeah. And what, like I have been saying for years, there is no reason for Apple to bring out a new operating system every single year. Make what you have as good as it's going to get and then worry about it. And I'm not saying, you know, wait four years in between, but what if it's 18 months? Maybe it'll take 18 months to make IO, you know, the next version of the Mac operating system really good. Well, then take that extra six months if necessary. You know, you're you're like you said, Vicky. You know, they're they're releasing it every September or October because that's what the public is is expecting now. We've been brainwashed or trained into it, but it's not working the way it's supposed to. In certain cases, so wait six months, or maybe maybe November, maybe December. You know, I'm I'm good with that. Now, a lot of people aren't. I've heard other people say, oh, no, every single year you have to release a, you know, a new operating system. Why? Well, I think they, they consider it to be an update. They, they, 10 onward was, I think 10 came out, um, what was it, 2001 or something like that? And then the rest, in between that and the release of 11, it's just been, they call it updates. But I, I, so... Those major updates um, is is from ten to eleven. So they, I think Apple really considers this not to be um, um, anything special. And I think they have to when they have some new hardware to address those particular issues. But if you see there's problems, then you should pull back on that feature. Yes. You know. Yeah. Whatever it takes, either pull back on that feature or say we really want to make this right. Let's wait. For example, what they did with iOS 11 with the Apple Pay, was it Apple, not Apple Pay, but the payment within mm-hmm. messages. Yeah. Where, you know, if I owe you $20, Vicky, I can just, instead of PayPaling you or writing you a check or handing you $20, I can pay you through messages. I think that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I can definitely see my kids and I using that, but it's not ready. Yeah. And I would rather have them say it's not ready as soon as it is and it's working we will we will release it rather than say oh well we we said we were going to have it ready for iOS 11 let's just do it and then all sorts of problems Not, or just happen. releasing it as a beta and people can play around with it if it doesn't work and just say oh, okay I can just not use this I can un- uninstall it or whatever but don't have it permanently beta like Amazon's doing <laughs> well that's that's that involves money so that you have to be a little bit more careful as opposed to just you know a photography app or even a different type of messaging app. You're involving that's money. You know, you're you're putting people's credit cards and checking accounts and debit cards and whatever. So you really have to make sure it's working. Yeah, well, well that's true. But I, I, in terms of how it accomplishes that, you know, interfacing with the bank and everything, 
there are some protocols that you they have to follow. But in terms of it, how it um, the interface to what other issues that doesn't work where when it gets to us, even on the beta level, all that behind the scene legality stuff has to have already been taken care of. So when it gets to us and there's issues with, okay, I sent this to this person and they responded 20 minutes later or it, it didn't communicate, then it, the protocol is that it does, the transaction doesn't go through at all. You know, that kind of thing. Because it, that can happen at any time after it's been released and something suddenly starts happening with uh, behind the scenes stuff, banks, the way banks communicate with each other. And then the protocol there is that the transaction just doesn't go through, and it stops. Um, but the issues that we would deal with, the interface, that should, have been, that should have been nailed out long before we even get a chance to see it. Um, even I'd say in the beta, when somebody like me is beta testing this thing, that interface should be just smooth, seamless. You know, I, I contact you, you contact me, that basic stuff like that should be taken care of. And I think Apple flipping when it comes to those kinds of things, you know. Um, and I don't know if it's their fault because this is using, you know, I got AT&T, you may have Verizon. There's maybe all kinds of things that can interfere along the way in between us communicating with each other. So they really need to make sure this stuff works or they're going to lose their reputation. I mean, it doesn't take much to be considered um, the best in terms of customer service because the rest of the people really, really, really suck. You know, <laughs> so they gotta have something more going for them. Tell us how you really feel, yeah, Nikki. You, you know, I mean, if I have a PC, I would have a rough time getting this thing fixed. You know, or if I got a problem. You know, I have to send it back to the damn manufacturer. You know, the person. Yeah. I mean, back to the store and then get a new computer, or or I have to deal with some geek squad who doesn't even know what the heck they're talking about. Oh, I'm sorry, I shouldn't say that. There's there are people that know what they're talking about, but my experience. It hasn't been the case. <laughs> so, yeah. so there are people out there that do know what they're talking about and um, can help you in those stores. Unfortunately, I haven't encountered any. <laughs> That's my experience. And I don't want to hit people like right. that because I, I provided support for people, you know, generally internally and developers. And then they think, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. And until, you know, uh, and then they continue to feel that way um, because maybe I did get it wrong and nobody's perfect but I don't think most people um, want to have to deal with okay your computer is broken are they going to be able to fix it or not are they going to be able to, are they going to honor this you know um, and Apple has a reputation of honoring their products and making sure that things work well um, there's an exception to that rule too, um, but and if I constantly have to go to the Apple Store or send my computer back or my phone doesn't work, the battery, all these things that other uh, phones are having, then Apple loses their advantage, and because they cost so much, uh, people like me are going to start considering other platforms to use. So you know, that's that's my long way around of saying Apple get your app together. <laughs> Okay, anything you'd like to add, Vicki, before we wrap up today? I just like to apologize to each choir. <laughs> because 
I've never actually used Geek Squad, so I shouldn't even say that. But I have used other tech services that were not stellar, you know, so. That's it. Okay. I'm shutting up before I put my foot in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we want to thank you all so much for listening. We'd love to hear your experiences with High Sierra or with iOS 11. If you agree with us or disagree with us, we'd love to hear from you. All our contact information can be found on our website, which is 3geekyladies.com with the number three spelled out. And again, please send your good vibes to Suze so she is feeling better. And with that, thanks again for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Bouchard, host of the Let's Talk Apple podcast. Every month I gather together a panel of Apple followers and we digest the month's Apple news. Our aim is to step back and take a 40,000 foot view of all things Apple. We're the perfect complement to the many great daily news shows out there. Listen and subscribe at www.letstalk.ie.